Howdy, 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 y'all. Welcome to another episode of Americinda with Corey and Travis of the Vandaliers. What's up, Travis? Uh, not much, man. I'm uh, really, really excited about this episode. I think we've got a uh, really cool thing coming up in a couple breaks that we actually pre-recorded. We did this in uh, a couple different thing, a couple different times, which doesn't happen very often for us. No, we usually don't plan out anything on this show, so that's the farthest in advance I think we've ever planned something. <laughs> it's usually just, uh, what do you want to talk about? I don't know, press record, something will come out. Yeah, what, two days? Two days in advance? <laughs> and really, we only found out about six hours before it happened? Yeah. So this is episode number 73, and it's about outer space. Outer space. I feel like uh, right now I'm almost in outer space. We're in uh, Sedona, and the sky is beautiful and all the mountains are so beautiful it just feels like another planet man i know when we were pulling up to this uh resort that we're at uh we all kind of said is this where wiley coyote fell up this mountain over here is this where this was set (laughs) yeah i mean that's what it looks like man all the red rocks and the green trees it's so beautiful here I'm, i'm glad we get to spend uh the next couple of days off here and uh how weird is it that you just said uh we're staying at a resort uh are things getting better Marginally. Marginally, yes. (laughs) This is a resort, a very low-level resort. It's still a pretty normal room. It's a really nice room, but it ain't no suite. (laughs) Yeah, this is something I want to talk about later in the show. We were looking at uh, our notes of things we wanted to bring up, and uh, I had on there hotel disasters, and we were just thinking about all the shitty hotels we've stayed in. And I think we want to talk about that here in a second, but this this place is actually pretty nice. Yeah, it is really nice. I love the decor. we got beautiful like uh, Native American rugs on the on the bed and stuff, and we got a nice patio with a swinging chair and some just some nice seats out there and views of the mountains in Sedona. I mean, I can't really complain about being here for the next two days. I know uh, a thing that uh, a lot of musicians will say on uh, Twitter all the time is like how luxurious it is when you get to stay in the same hotel two nights in a row and you don't have to check out and move all your shit and mm-hmm. you can sleep in a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we're staying here three nights in a row. Yeah. How yeah. fucking rare is that? That is a fact. That like It's like you almost do anything you can just so you can stay in a hotel for more than one night at a time. So you can like not have to just – you don't have to take your stuff everywhere. You can just go to a show and come back home. And then the next day you just stay at the hotel all day. And then maybe the next day you drive, you know. It almost happens never. Never. No, almost. No. I mean, we're lucky if that happens once a tour. Yeah. Right? Lucky. Lucky. And I feel like, actually, on this tour, it's going to happen at least twice. Twice this week? Twice this week. Yeah, we get like six days in the same places. That's the rarest uh, tour of all time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is, has ever happened. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, don't be too jealous because uh, we're about to tell you the... Uh, Extremely shitty stories of uh, cum-filled rooms that we've been in, and uh, oh my god, you will, yeah. you, we deserve this. We've earned it. Uh, we paid some dues. I mean, also, we did drive like <laughs> what thirty hours just to get to the first show, and then eight hours to the next show, and then I want to say six hours to the next show. Like, I mean, we've been on the road sixty hours in the first week of being on tour. At this point, I feel like that's true. It hasn't even been a whole week yet. Yeah, we've done four shows. Yeah, tomorrow will be one week, and I feel like we've driven 60 hours in six days. Damn. 
Well, uh, one thing we said when we relaunched this podcast about, what, nine episodes or so ago, somewhere in there, uh, was that we had the flexibility to change from week to week, and we didn't have to have a set plan. And I think almost every show we've changed something, whether it's been you know the length of you know how many songs we've had, the length of the talking, uh, all of a sudden subscriptions are on, all of a sudden subscriptions are off, all of a sudden we're wild now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're only on Spotify now. We're on other places now. There's two versions of the show. Uh, I'm happy to report this is another episode where. Something is different that we've never done before. Yeah. We have a special guest. We've never had a special guest other than someone else in the band. You know, that we, yeah. we've never had someone that we've sat down and just did an interview with. Yeah. And so this is going to be new and different and exciting for us. And y'all actually might even know who it is. It's not a musician. It's crazy. Yeah. Why don't you talk about it? Why don't you tell them who it, let's do, Tease we, it a little bit, yeah. Do we want to talk about who it is? Yeah, just we'll tease ahead, yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, we were lucky enough to make friends with uh, an actor named uh, Earl Brown on the Outlaw Cruise back in March. Yeah. And he was recently at our show at Pappy at Harriet's, and he's pretty much known for being Dan Doherty in Deadwood. He is the bartender in about three in an episode of Mandalorian and two episodes of Boba Fett, uh, where he is working alongside uh oh my gosh, Timothy Oliphant, also of Deadwood. Uh I was recently watching Rookie of the Year. He was in that. I wa he's in um There's something about Mary. True Detective. Yeah, I mean, kinda like if you look up his IMDB. <clears throat> He's putting out three, four, five things oh, every yeah. single year. It's crazy. Yeah, I just texted my sister in law uh, this morning. I was like, uh, "Hey, we got to do this thing because she's a huge like sci fi mm. fan and stuff." And she goes, "Oh, that's cool. I just watched him die and scream yesterday." And I was like, "Awesome." <laughs> <laughs> was that in the Was that in the movie or the show? I can't even remember. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I can't even remember. But uh, yeah, so that was really cool. And what a great dude he is. I can't believe we got this opportunity and the fact that he. Well, Just it worked out because show. we had already finished this playlist for all these uh, space-themed songs that we were going to play. Mm. And uh, the, um, I received the best text of my life, I think. It what was a, really good. <laughs> what, a, what a flex. Uh, I sent Earl a text and I said, hey, would you possibly maybe potentially want to come on our show and do a podcast with us? Uh, it's outer space-themed. We play songs. We shoot the shit. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, send him a link to listen to an old episode. He sends back to me like... Yeah, here's some space songs. Let's add these to the list and let's talk about these songs. And I go, oh, yeah, we don't really have, we don't really talk about the songs. We just talk about shit in our pants and stuff like that. And then, uh, and he goes, oh, well, I've done that and I'm in Star Wars, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was reading those texts, just dying laughing. I was like, dang, what a what a goddamn flex. And I'm in Star Wars. I'm in Star Wars. Okay, no big deal. Cool. So we mostly ask him a lot of Star Wars questions. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to play that for you mm-hmm. here uh, a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, we he um, talk about a good talker. That old boy has some stories, I tell you what. Yeah, to the point where um, I, my goal was, because we have a couple other guests uh, kind of lined up for this tour, and kind of paying homage to the time me and Travis were guests on a podcast and we talked about shitting our pants so much that they didn't air the episode. <laughs> I wanted to have a thing where every time we brought a guest on, 
we asked them about shitting their pants. Oh. And I told him I was going to do it. I've told a couple of the other guests, uh, give them a little warning. like, think of a good shitting uh, story ahead of time. And then we got so wrapped up in talking about Star Wars, I didn't get to ask him about shitting oh, his no. pants. So we're, we're 0 for 1 on the yeah. uh, guest shitting the pants thing. Well, well, we got it next time. We got it next time. <laughs> if they were willing to talk about it, we should do it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hell yeah. And uh, before we get to playing some other uh, space-themed songs, one other uh, catch-up from last episode, we mentioned some foods, road foods that grossed us out. Uh, mine was pickled sausages. And I, what I think is funny is that I eat those things once a year, maybe twice, only to gross out Travis. Yep. Uh, so in, in the past week since I've done that podcast, I've eaten about three of them. And I You've have, eaten... <laughs> I thought it was only two. You get another one I didn't know about? I don't know why. Dude, they stink up the whole fucking van. You open that shit, it sounds like like sour-ass farts. Yeah. <laughs> like vinegar farts. That's when I was eating that one, the, all the windows in the van were rolled down. Everyone was screaming. And I'm just so gross, just mowing down on the nastiest, grainiest hot dog you could fucking eat. <laughs> And for Travis, his thing was the wet bag of hard-boiled eggs. And I only bring this up now because sitting on this table in front of me is a wet bag of hard-boiled eggs. And uh, somewhere later in the show, Travis is going to eat them live on the air and talk about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm worried. And excited. I'm uh, I'm really digging the juice in the bag. It's mostly <laughs> it's, it's wet. It's been sweating. Yeah. Oh, these are these have not been refrigerated about ten hours. So <laughs> these are these are the bag has gotten tough because <laughs> it's 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 full of uh, whatever the eggs are putting off. I don't I don't know what's going on. They're in emitting there. something. Yeah, something is coming out of them that's making the bag full of air. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Anyway, th- you have that to look forward to. Right after uh, some space songs. <sighs> yeah, play some space songs. I don't know. All right, so tonight we're in a, for the next couple nights, we're in a really nice hotel. I'm super excited about it. Uh, the AC works. Uh, I haven't tried the shower, but I bet it works. The toilet's working. We haven't turned on the TV yet, but you know what? I bet it'll work. Uh, unlike what last night's TV didn't work, you know, uh, we, so I think we're just going to talk about hotel disasters yeah. on uh, this little break right now. It, there, we've had hotel disasters, uh, several in just the past week. We had, um, the one the other day when, uh, we were playing a show in San Angelo, got back to our hotel room and it was... 82 degrees oh in the room. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. And we go to turn on the AC, and it was blown. And uh, we did all the you know troubleshooting you can do. Called down to the front desk, and they say, there's no more rooms in this hotel because it's graduation weekend or whatever. And this little stoner guy comes up to, like, look at our fucking AC. Does all the same troubleshooting we just did. At the end, just goes, I got a fan downstairs i'll just bring that to you or whatever and we're like okay he brings us two fans and then we go to plug the second fan in it was a heater (laughs) oh yeah that's right i don't understand so i i feel like me and rachel showed up later and we were like what the fuck is going on in here because like the door is open to the hall there's a fan propped up and i was and as soon as i walked in 
walked in, it was way hotter in the room than it was in the hall. Yeah. Fuck. F- disaster. There's nothing worse than... And we dealt with that all Europe last year, where yeah. it was just a million degrees with zero AC anywhere, you know. But I think we got some much better stories about hotels. For what- sure. Uh, but the other thing I think is funny is uh, we kind of have, you know, settled into a routine of who sleeps in what rooms. And it wasn't that way in the early days. But mm-hmm. the past several years, it's been me, you, Dustin, and Rachel in one room. Yep. And then Mark, Trey, and Josh in the other room. Yep. And that just kind of is standard. That's the default unless something else is goes crazy. Yeah. Uh, somehow, ninety nine percent of the time, there's a room disaster. Uh-huh. It's our room, oh, and it's yeah. not like us going in and breaking something. We go in to check in, and it's just like luck of the draw. We got the shitty one, and it's every time. It's at least once a week. <laughs> at least once a week. Yeah. And not. I mean, last night, not only we were in a nice casino hotel the strat yeah uh fuck you by the way uh tv did not work and i was the only one who took a shower and it just backed up all over me up to my ankles <laughs> it was fucking gross i got a good story about one of those uh we were in a an embassy suites it was like a very nice hotel and um the shower had uh no like lip it was just like the oh, same. Oh, I remember. Yeah. The the base of the shower was the same level as the base of the floor of of the bathroom, and then that floor was just the same as the base of the floor of the hotel. There's no like anything keeping water from going oh. from the shower to the just into the hotel room, which you know super nice hotel. You would think they would think of uh-huh. better everything. Yeah, better shower design. Yeah. So, uh, never done this, but Mark talks about it all the time. Swears by it. Taking a morning shower in the dark and like it's relaxing and it's kind of nice and so i was like i'm gonna try this mark uh i do one uh it was great he was right it was it was nice i opened the door of the shower there's like four inches of water (laughs) in every surface of the bathroom and then i opened the bathroom door and there's just like a puddle all the way out to the bedroom <laughs> to the and the, to the point where I and my all my clothes were in the bathroom floor completely soaked my socks all the towels yeah every towel every towel <laughs> I open the door and I'm like Rachel don't come in here in your socks you're gonna have a bad day if you start your day with wet socks <laughs> socks are the worst thing you could ever have yeah oh yeah I remember being like well I guess nobody else is taking a shower because. I can walk in here in boots and still feel gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I feel like these are some tame ones. We've had much yeah. worse rooms than yeah, these. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about... Um, so I remember on the first, very first tour, we had at least two pretty ridiculous ones. And one of them was uh, on the edge of U- the Utah-Nevada border. Oh, and yeah. we only slept there for three hours, I want to say. And it was the first time we had stayed anywhere on that tour and we were three days in is that right like like we had slept in a parking lot drove all night not slept and then that morning we decided to get a hotel at like five or six in the morning something three or four or something and left by six or seven yeah and uh Blood everywhere. It was just, <laughs> just blood everywhere. <laughs> I have made this that joke on the podcast before. We we do find stains on the floor frequently, and we and we do the game. Is it wine or blood? Yeah, wine or blood. 
pretty sure this is blood because it was brown, pretty brown, <laughs> which usually, you know, I feel like wine stays kind of red, you know. And then on that same time, we, we stayed in this condo, and uh, this was not the hotel's far, Paul, fault. We were just assholes in this place. It was like, what, three levels? Yeah. Condo? And... They gave it to us free. Uh, we first tour, we were getting wild as fuck. First night had seven noise complaints. Said we were gonna get kicked out if it was that bad the next day. Me and Josh went and got stoned outside and got lost and had to have somebody come save us. Um, there was, there was like a living room because it was essentially. I mean, it was like a house kind of. Yeah. There was a living room with couches in it. But then, like, on the top story was the master suite, but there was a window out to the living room, three stories up. And uh, somehow we convinced Dustin to jump out of that window onto the couch, like, twice. He did it, he did it twice. <laughs> twice. It was, like... Just rolled into the coffee feet, table. Like, with. 15 feet just from the fucking goddamn window down to the couch. Like, oh, man. That I feel like so you have stupid. a video of that on your phone. And uh, you're going to need to send that to me because <laughs> I think I've been doing with the past several episodes is starting a, a new thread in our Facebook fan group. Uh, if you search on Facebook uh, in, in the groups, one that's Troublemakers VFFV. I've been starting a new thread every episode and then just dumping photos and stuff that we oh, that we talk about and then nice. people will talk about it. So come there and I will find this video. And, uh, Hopefully I'll, it still works. Hopefully it still works. I feel like I've got some corrupted shit on my phone, so okay. maybe. If but, I find it, I'm going to put yeah. it in this uh, this thread, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like even recently in the like last year or so, uh, we got a hotel in, uh, I think it was Houston. We were hanging out with Tweak and... Uh, we got up to our hotel room and it was just the one bed and then a like like a lazy boy kind of deal that folded out into not even a twin bed and there were no more rooms so me and Rachel just had to sleep on the twin fold out you probably don't even remember this yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember that one being shitty yeah like it was a nice hotel but they just <laughs> fucked us and didn't give us two beds and then uh what what was the one recently in Greeley? Oh, that was a good story. Uh, Greeley, never go there. Oh, what a piece of fucking shit that town is. Whole town smells like cow shit. Uh, we even got in trouble for doing a show. Some dumb shit happened at a show and we got in trouble for it. That was, uh, I don't even know what happened. But we got in trouble at a show for some reason and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Whole town stinks like shit. Uh, there's... Like meat processing plants everywhere. It's just like the whole town it's stinks. Gross. So we had a show book there, and the uh, the there was a dog show booked in town. <laughs> so every hotel in town was booked completely full with owners and dogs. Yeah. And so we were in this hotel. Uh, we drive up, and there's like people living in the different rooms, and one was getting arrested. And evicted. And then the there was time. another one getting evicted. Yeah. There was one with just a, a pile like 12 feet high of possessions. Dude, it was literally like as high as the as the balconies on the second floor. Like it was so... Of just garbage. Garbage. Just everything was in garbage bags or just loose <laughs> shit. Just, and they had like, how did you even bring that much into a hotel room <laughs> And what are you doing They've with it They've been now? there a while. Yeah, like, what are you doing with it now? So we go, um, 
We get our room and we're like, this room sucks, but oh, we're in it because it it's the last room in town. Smallest room where like, uh, it was so small. Each bed was against the wall. Uh, and then in the middle was maybe one foot <laughs> of room between beds. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like. So uh, immediately Dustin goes in, takes a shit and then clogs the toilet and it's flooding into the room. And, uh, he calls the front desk and he's like. He's been plunging it. He can't get it to go down. He uh, calls the front desk. He's like, we need a maintenance guy to come up and fix this toilet or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, our maintenance guy, he's, he's not in today. They're, we have no maintenance. Yeah. And he's like, well, is there any other rooms in this hotel? They're like, no, none at all. And they're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, we'll send somebody up. They, so this lady just comes up, hands Dustin a plunger, and he goes, no, I, I already have a plunger. This doesn't work. And she just goes, oh. Uh, okay, and then just walks away. Just walked away. <laughs> just walked away. Nothing happened. <laughs> it's like, are you going to fix this, or can I uh, get another room? She just goes, no. <laughs> Refused to refund our money. Couldn't use the bathroom. There was shit water all <laughs> over the floor. Like, it was, it was fucking right. It, and the funny part about that is, is right when we got there, uh, we turn on the TV, and obviously this hotel is like the worst hotel we've been in, and... I mean, it had been a long time since we'd been in a hotel that bad. Yeah. Before you turn on the TV, Dustin said that shit. Yeah. Uh, and um, we were we were watch turned on the TV, and it was South Park, and it was literally just an episode about how shitty Greeley was, and earlier that day, Dustin had go- said Greeley, the opposite of Hawaii, and then it said that on the billboard. In the South Park episode while we were watching it. And it was just like, oh, man, this is, like, way too fucking real right now. Like, what the fuck is going on? And the best part is uh, Rachel call, was calling around, like, to all the other hotels. And she calls another hotel and she's like, do you have a room? They're like, no, we're all booked up. And she's like, well, I'm just looking for a room. And they said, well, you might not find one anywhere in town because of this dog show. And she's like, dang, well, I've been looking. She goes, uh, you might try this place or this place. I would never go to this other place. And we're like, oh, that's where we're currently sitting. Yeah, that's where <laughs> And we're then at. she's like, oh, leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually we found another place, but only we only got one room there. So half the band stayed at the shitty place. Um, half the band went to the good place, uh, which that was the one night we got the good room. Uh-huh. Uh, so then we go back to the shitty place to pick them up the next day. There was an ambulance getting another fucking body out <laughs> like of there. A dead fucking person, which we just saw happen in Las Vegas yesterday. Also. Checking in, they were wheeling out a dead body. Body at, at the strat. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, but like, why are there dead bodies everywhere we stay? <laughs> the fuck is up with the dead body some we've also faked a dead body in a hotel room before too oh that was a hotel disaster no, that is a hotel disaster that's maybe the other that's the one. ultimate hotel disaster yeah. uh we go in and uh it was the heat wave in spain like the worst they've had in like 40 years yeah, or some shit last june or something in zaragoza yeah. and the ac didn't work in our room there was two ac units in the room both of them broken and so uh, I was like, I'm sleeping totally nude on top of the covers, and I'll first get in the shower and get wet, so like maybe I can fall asleep while like before I dry off and get too hot or whatever. So I'm on top of a bed, completely nude, just like sweating my balls off. I wake up the next morning, 
I look at my pillow. I was like, holy shit. I think I just saw a bed bug. Flip the pillow over. There's like five bed bugs on the other side of the pillow. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Ran and jumped in the shower. Started shampooing my body off or whatever. And then uh, I, I noticed some bed bug bites like starting to pop up on my legs and shit. Um, so we were like, fuck this place. Fuck this hotel. We got our pillows and blankets and we made it look like a dead body in the in the bed and then we got the telephone cord and made it look like it had been strangled around the head yeah, yeah like it was laying it was like all under the blankets all the pillows and then we cut, put them under the covers and then on the top we put another pillow but then put that under cover under a sheet as well but then wrapped it in a in a phone cord so it looked like a head had been strangled yeah, yeah and then just left <laughs> and then just fucking left. Also, my bed was two inches from a hot tub. <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> so fucking gross. And then I'm sitting there like reading all these stories about how like once you get bed bugs, it gets on all of your possessions. You got to throw away all your clothes and all this shit. And l- luckily, like, because I didn't get to wash my any of my stuff for a couple days because we just didn't find anywhere that had a, a washer or dryer. Uh it it didn't get on any of my clothes or on any of my luggage, and that's because it was so hot that I slept nude. You are, also, I almost slept in that bed, and I don't remember how it happened, but you were like, ah, you were drunk or something yeah. and angry, and you slept in that fucking bed for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, but I saved your life because yeah, you would have slept in clothes. I would have slept in clothes 100%. Yeah. yeah. Would have uh-huh. gotten on your shit, and then you would have gotten in your bag and would have got everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I am, uh, thank you, you saved me. You saved me. Yeah, you saved me 100%. Oh, man, I feel like there's got to be, what, a million more of these stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, we told the one several times recently about the, there was just cum everywhere, the most oh, cum you've ever seen. Oh, God. Yeah, in Austin, at some decent enough hotel, it was fucking fine. But we get in there, and the ottoman is literally, I mean... It looks like somebody had a paintbrush covered in cum. (laughs) Just painting shit with cum in this fucking hotel room. Not like maybe this is cum. It was obviously that. Like very, very obviously. Uh, So much so that we had to get another room. That's how much. uh, Because we'll, you know, we'll sleep with a little bit of cum. Yeah, we'll sleep with a little jism. (laughs) But like it was way, way, way too much. Do you know that little... uh piece of cloth they put at the foot of the bed that's like decorative that they mm. never ever ever wash yeah that thing's like 99% of the time's got cum on it I mean I think it's 99% cum <laughs> <laughs> I like that Trey he's got an eye like he could walk into a room and go oh cum 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 and he points at all the spots but then he's like here's how I got there and he like goes over and does like he's got the exact <laughs> position that they were in I was like oh yeah that makes sense they were bent over right there coming like <laughs> he's got <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> you never see him like walk to the foot of a bed and go, oh, here's where I'd fuck. Oh, yeah, there's cum right there. <laughs> God damn it. I've never slept in the same room as him. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. That's really good. Damn. <clears throat> I can't think of any other ones. I know we got a million of them. I remember one time you spent like $25 on a hotel room in Memphis and it was. Uh... Oh, then the power went out. <laughs> I went out. I think I slept on a. I think I slept on a broken fold-out <laughs> bed. <laughs> it was just like bow bowed in, in the middle. Maybe one leg was missing. 
uh, last one, I guess, and then let's play some more space songs. Okay. Uh, the time we were in Lubbock, and uh, it's the only uh, the only time that you ever booked the hotel room. It was back then. It was oh, my I job. Another one after this. Okay, let's um, tell two one, then. Two more. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you got drunk on uh, burn shots at the at the blue light. Yeah, I bought them all, and nobody wanted to do them, so I did them all. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, Travis, what uh, hotel are we staying at? And he goes, Fuck you. <laughs> Straight up, fuck you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know where we're going. I don't know where to take us. It was like very out of character <laughs> <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> and I just, I was like, I remember you saying it's a La Quinta, but when I Google La Quinta, there's three of them. And uh, I don't know why I didn't think to just start calling them. I drove to one. And uh, they're like, nope, it's not this one. And uh, instead of calling one at that moment, I was like, Travis, which of the other two is it? And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> And eventually I took your phone and looked at your, like, outgoing calls and matched the numbers. But also, why did I do that? Why didn't I just fucking call? Oh, like, I, I mean, I also got my payback immediately, <laughs> just fell out of the fucking van and bust, busted my face wide the fuck open that night. Like, that was a really not good night for anybody, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like. What was your last story? That- oh, shit. Uh, uh, oh, you remember Camelot and Amarillo? Yes, this is amazing. <laughs> Maybe the like the weirdest story in a hotel. Uh, we were staying. If if you've ever driven down I forty in Amarillo, there's like one hotel that I had always wanted to stay at, even though I knew it was a piece of shit. Oh, you could just tell it was oh, shitty. Oh my god, I've Looks- passed it a million times. Going, oh, I'm gonna stay there one day, one but it's day. gonna suck. <laughs> One day, and uh, it looks like a castle, and it's called Camelot, right? I think, yeah. right? It looks like a castle, super, super shitty. Again, like, I, pro- I bet we paid $35 a room, right? Yeah. And uh, me and Corey are drunk after some fucking show, and we decide we're just going to go to ex- go explore, uh, because we're at Camelot, why yeah. the fuck not? There's a left half and a right half of the hotel. Yeah, and we were in the We're staying in the left half, half. And the right half, I guess, was completely abandoned. Completely yeah, like completely <laughs> abandoned. But there was no signage to say that like you can't go here, you can't go hang out in there. So anyway, we're like walking around and like That's when you noticed all the doors are screwed shut. From the outside. Yeah. Which is Horrifying, and we're, yeah, we're just like in a horror movie at this point, going, "Oh, this is creepy." And look at, and we're like, "What about the next door?" What about the? And they were all that way. Yeah, and then I remember uh, we turn a corner, and then we start going up this hall, and then the hallway just like starts getting closer and closer and closer to the ceiling. Do you remember that <laughs> yeah. shit? And then there was like a little tiny door at the end of the fucking hallway, like fucking Willy Wonka, yeah, like a Willy Wonka fucking shit. <laughs> but then we were walking back. And there was just a door open. The only door on the entire half of the building not screwed shut. Not screwed shut. And we were like, uh, and the TV was on in there. And we are like, what the fuck? Like, is somebody hurting there? You know, like, what the fuck is going on? So we're like idiots. We, we walked, walked right we in. We walked right in. <laughs> right and it was a shit show in there. There was like... The most toilet paper wadded balls I've ever seen on the bed, like a two foot high pile. It was two beds, and on at the at bottom one bed, there were piles of tissues and toilet paper all the way level with the bed. That's how many toilet. It was a mountain 
that went all the way yeah. to the level of bed. And then maybe like an old pizza box. No, I think there was like a bu- like a ton of pizza yeah. boxes. And then the creepiest thing ever, and I don't know why, because it's not particularly creepy, in the bathroom was a crock pot and it was cooking something. Yeah, cooking something. So like we were just there between that person being there. Like, oh, and Fox News was blaring That's loud as fuck on the TV. And, it, and then, so I film it, of course. Well, oh, I probably do have a film of this somewhere. Uh, I film that room and how fucking disgusting it is. So obviously using one bed as a bed and the other bed is either a jack-off bed or just a trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we leave and we come down and like halfway down, we meet, I guess, the hotel clerk that is there that night. And he starts yelling at us. So much. Like, I saw you trying to break into all the rooms and looking, trying to jimmy the locks. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah, like, no, like, uh, you couldn't anyway because they're all nailed and screwed shut. Yeah. There's no way I would have been able to get into them, even if I fucking wanted to. I feel like some of them didn't even have handles on them. They were just nailed and screwed shut. And then he was like, you can't be doing that. You can't be going into, you, you, I saw you go into that room and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, it was open, man. Like, we don't know what the place. Like, if you, you guys got to leave. Blah, blah, blah. And like, we're like, fuck you, bro. Like, and just, I think we just walked off and we went back to our room and like, well, we're either going to get kicked out. We got either got to find a new hotel or they're just not going to care. Yeah. And that was pretty much the end of it. But. Yeah. Man. Watch some, uh, you know, watch some Pawn Stars and uh-huh. uh, fell asleep. Yeah, you know? fell diners, drivers, and dives, whatever yeah. it was, you know. Yeah, and fell asleep, and I uh, feel like I got a pretty good night of sleep. But uh, I'll never forget the time we walked into a room and there was a uh, mountain of cum rags at the bottom of a bed. Uh, let's, you got to send me that video. I'm gonna put it in the Facebook group. <laughs> I think I've got that one okay, still. Great. Yeah. Uh, let's play some Spice songs. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, the classics up next. Uh, a, a block of Bowies. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Travis. <laughs> we just heard some space songs. Uh, did that make you uh, hungry? <laughs> Not for these eggs. <laughs> that's, that's for fucking sure. Oh my gosh, you just held up the bag, and it's uh, it's gotten collectively uh, wetter. That, uh, the puddle's gotten much deeper. Dude, why is it the same color as? I know, I know it's all been jism talk this entire show already, but you tell me what color that water is oh, in there. Oh, no, that's not just water. That's something. That's <laughs> something. All right, well. Well, if you're, uh, while he's opening this bag, uh, if you're not caught up, listen to the uh, episode right before this that was baseball-themed. Travis goes on a 20-minute rant about how uh, fucking disgusting hard-boiled gas station eggs are. Uh, oh. oh, with your face, man, when you <laughs> smell that. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, they stink. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was just the, re- the, first, uh, the first smell. And uh, granted, this is a man that when I picked him up uh, to, to collect him to start this tour, he had a sack in his hand, and it had a dozen hard-boiled eggs, and he was just eating them the first, like, three days of tour. Dude, smell it. It smells like wet dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not food, man. That smells like wet fucking dogs. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna raw dog the first yeah. one. So this is a man that likes him a hard boiled egg. Oh, dude, uh, look at that though. Look at that liquid. Oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> oh, the, the water's so viscous too. Oh man, it smells like a wet dog. I'm eating it. There he goes. That was a big bite. Oh, you know your face. 
Dude, that's not good. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh no. <laughs> it's actually pretty bad. I gonna spew? I kind of expected to be pleasantly surprised. Are they better <laughs> if you refrigerate them? Dude. Are they supposed to be refrigerated? <coughs> you try one. Oh fuck no. Alright. <laughs> I'll do it. Dude, the whites are like They're so the, wet. Why also why is the white part hard? <laughs> right? Why does it taste like jelly? <laughs> Dude, that's fucking gross. How can something so wet dry out your mouth so hard? I know. <laughs> it's like it's wet and then it just dries out my mouth completely. I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat all of them anyway. Oh, he went in for more. Oh, my goodness. Why are the whites so hard? <laughs> How could It's like... It has such a bad smell, and yet almost Ugh. almost no flavor, but also somehow disgusting at the same time. Dude, I thought I was going to be okay with this. <laughs> like I said, in the past like three days, I've seen you eat a dozen hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I know you're a hard-boiled egg man, but you're having a hard time over there. Dude, I don't know why this is so gross to me. <laughs> you're not going to eat the second one, I'm going to eat the second oh, one. No. Yeah, I'm going to see if... I'm going to see if a little mustard will make, or a little S&P will make it a little better. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Oh, my God. It's pretty gross. I'm really surprised at how gross this is. What are, uh, are there grosser foods that you've gotten from a gas station recently? Tijuana Mama. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way, no how. You think that's not as nasty as this? Uh... I guess you would eat that again, wouldn't you? I would eat that again. Yeah. I thought about getting one today, actually. Okay, I salt and peppered it. Okay. There he goes. Okay. That was it. It just needs some flavor, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's much better. Okay. Do you take back your... uh, the last episode uh, 20 minute rant uh, uh, against how wet and disgusting they are I mean if you don't have salt and pepper these are literally almost I mean I almost gagged which is surprising because they're just eggs little S&P it's alright it's alright <laughs> the face you made me took the first bite too it was like uh, for a man I've seen eat just about every internal organ from uh, an animal before <laughs> and like delight in it. Uh, yeah. That was pretty rough. That's the thing. I'm not afraid to really eat anything. And this grossed me out like a lot. I mean, I think I recommended a taco spot to you the other day because I was like, oh, yeah, they've got Boucher. They've got a Boucher. They've got a pig stomach and it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, Weird foods. Uh, I was thinking about this when I was driving today. I was like, you know, so much of our day is like the same, the same, the same. Like you get up at the same time. You're in the same van. You're on the same roads. You're playing the same clubs. Uh, We're listening to the same stuff in the van. We're having the same conversations. Our day is so the same. Uh, If I can find some weird little food that like, even if it's disgusting, there's something interesting and it's like weird grossness. Yeah. That, like, kind of uh, is my entire excitement for the day. I mean, that's what you've got to 
do these days. I'm never going into a gas station looking for really something that like. <clears throat> I'm never craving anything at a gas station because I'm there yeah. all the time. So I'm always looking for the next new thing that I can yeah. find. Even if it's maybe a flavor I don't think I'll like, I'll buy it just because like, well. That's interesting. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, maybe it's different. Also, shout out to uh, our buddy Sarah and uh, Bill Whitehead. Uh, they both said they are avid egg gas station egg eaters. I don't understand. Like as a person that uh, loves hard boiled eggs, those are not it. I yeah, I also love <laughs> hard boiled eggs. Yeah. These are the easy eggs variety. So if anyone is interested, uh, but yeah, if you don't have salt and pepper or something else to put on them, those are literally. And I mean, you had a bite. What did that taste like to you? Uh, the the texture's bad. The uh, almost no flavor. Yet somehow like a disgusting like mouthfeel <laughs> and disgusting smell. <laughs> So there's almost no redeeming quality except for that, like, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah, you're not <laughs> hungry anymore. At least it was somewhat healthy, yeah. maybe, you know? I'm not sure it is anymore because, like, they take uh, out, you know, they put the preservatives and stuff in. They take out, when they do that, some of the good qualities of it and then add a bunch of, like, sodium and stuff. So it's actually, I think it turns it from being good for you to kind of bad for you. Also, I'd say this. We're in Arizona, and this says it was packaged in Minnesota. <laughs> and these are eggs. <laughs> I mean, did they get here next day, or like, what is the deal with, with that? Also, the ingredients just says eggs. I love that. <laughs> yeah, like when you get a bottle of water, it says ingredients, water. water. Yeah, oh, no thanks. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, now, I, I thought if I had liked those eggs enough, I would drink this water, but I don't think I can do it now. <laughs> that was pretty fucking rotten. Yeah, so Rachel's new game has been... Uh, to try to find a flavor of chips I've never tried before. And it's been a week and she hasn't succeeded, I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're at like four gas stations a day. Mm. And it's, uh, she comes down the aisle so excited, like, look what I found. I was like, had that about a year ago? It's not that great. Or like, <laughs> oh, yeah, those are pretty good. I've had those a few times. I, I, and Well, I am keep looking for new ones so I can send them to uh, In the Chips with Barry. I, I'm just like, what can I find that he hasn't had? And I'll send them to him. He goes, did that a while ago. Send me the link to it. And I'm yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. Barry's the same one that does the uh, Sandwiches of History account. Mm -hmm. um, I, I meant to talk about this on the episode where we made the sandwiches and talked about his account a lot. Yeah. Because uh, I've subscribed to his newsletter now. He just did a new, another anchovy sandwich today. <clears throat> He's been doing a lot of those lately. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, also, a bunch of our listeners have, and they've been texting me their recipes and are uh, hitting them on Twitter with their recipes and stuff. And I've, it delights me just to see that other people are like, "Oh, these guys are eating anchovies. I'm gonna eat some anchovies." Like, people think thought I was crazy for when I was talking about it for a minute. Yeah. like it's delicious. Um, so I've, I subscribe to his newsletter now, and they're delightful, like all his puns and stuff he puts in there and stuff. Uh, but when I was doing that, I was on his site looking up his bio and stuff, and where he came from was he worked at Netflix when they were still, like, in the phase of, like, mailing you DVDs in the mail. Whoa. And he was, like, part of their, like, marketing or design team or some uh -huh. shit. And he was, like, it said integral in, like, building them from the DVD phase into the streaming phase. Cool. 
wow, I bet he did well. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> kind of cashed out, and then he just started making sandwiches for a living. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? What a great life. I'm jealous of Barry. Yeah. Also, my burps taste like assholes right now. <laughs> oh, my God. They taste... They were fine. I was just drinking wine. Had a patty melt earlier. They tasted great. After those eggs... <sighs> I'm feeling pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, you ever knew eating a food so bad, like... It ruins your burps for like a week. You're just. Yeah. Yeah. Or like just ruins your stomach for a week. And you're like, what the fuck did I do, man? Uh, these are those. These are those. I think I probably can't do this again. All right. How about I, was, this? I was excited. I thought I was going to find a new healthy thing I could eat for, in the morning for breakfast. How about this? Uh, you go brush your teeth. Uh, I'm going to play some songs about outer space. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we are going to hear from. Our buddy, Earl Brown, yeah. he's going to tell us all about Star Wars, behind-the-scenes stories from a huge Star Wars fan that like got to live his dream of being in Star Wars. Yeah. And that'll give you... Uh, then he'll play some Star Wars songs, I'm not, or space songs, and uh, that'll, that'll buy you some extra time to like rinse your mouth out. Yeah, I'm feeling gross. Sounds sure. like a plan, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are still listening to Americinda, episode number 73, with Corey and Travis, your best buds from the Vandaliers. And today we got a super special guest. I can't believe this happened today. We got Earl Brown, uh, famous from Deadwood, Star Wars, all, I mean, you've done so much stuff, dude. I was actually looking at your IMDb today and was like, whoa, you work, man. <laughs> You work. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. We were uh, we were sitting in the van going, like, we're all going to be there. Yeah. And uh, we knew it was going to be an outer space episode, and we knew that you were in the Mandalorian, and we're like, this makes too much fucking sense. So yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on. Welcome to Americinda. Yeah, well, I reached out this morning, and first of all, I saw Rachel's post that I, I knew you guys were playing here. Yeah. And I love Pappy and Harriet's. Uh, and I wanted to come out. And usually the bands will play L.A. and then here, but I knew there was like a week and a half, so I already have plans to go into the L.A. show. So this morning... I saw, oh shit, tonight's Pappy and Harriet's. And then my wife, who's with me, she's gonna be out of town when you guys play LA. And I said, would you wanna, you wanna go out to the desert and go see the Vandaliers? And so I, I reached out to you guys. I think you were asleep on the van. I was, I was very hungover this morning. <laughs> Corey is the first to get back to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, here we are. That's, that, that, I, I can't believe it. We're so, we're, yeah, we're here at Pappy and Harriet's in Pioneer Town or Joshua Tree. California, and this place is so cool. If you haven't been here, you should come out. Uh, and so this is funny. I was I've been wanting to talk to you about this all day, but I haven't because I wanted to talk about it on here. Uh, but I was I'm a huge baseball fan, right? Enormous baseball fan. And the other day I was bored, and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen in like a million years is Rookie of the Year. <laughs> and I was like. <gasps> Whoa, no way! <laughs> there he you is. You must not have blinked if yeah, you saw yeah. me in that movie. <laughs> yeah, you're in there for like, what, two seconds? Maybe and, one sentence? And clockwork orange. Yeah, 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 
No, I was the kid's bullpen catcher. Yeah. I think I had two lines in the whole movie. Was it Billy Frick? Was that was that your yeah, character's actually, name? Yeah, well, you uh, looked uh, it up. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I was I was well, I watched. I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. See, I, I had a baseball theme going early in my career. Really? Of well, I, I, there was rookie of the year. The Babe was the first the movie that I played Herb Pennock, the pitcher for the, another baseball oh, wow. movie that I had three lines in. I'm in the whole movie, um, <laughs> but it allowed me to stop doing my you know picking up day jobs that I made enough money on it in Chicago. But then I did the um, baseball play of, um, um, oh, God, what was it, the, the novel. Um, and, and then I did uh, uh, an action film called Excessive Force where I knocked the guy's kneecaps off with a baseball bat. <laughs> so, you know, the, the culmination of that period of my career was something about Mary where my tagline was, have you, have seen, you seen my baseball? baseball? <laughs> oh man, that's so. Good. So you were in a baseball play. It was based on a novel, was it? Yeah, it was. A, well, Ugly Jones was the sequel novel. What was the name of it? It was a movie with Robert De Niro in the early seventies. Oh shoot, um, I don't know that I've seen Eric it. Eric Winter. It was a novel. He did a stage adaptation. Of oh, it. cool. I'm not um, sure that I've seen it. I don't think I've seen the baby. God, the name crazy. Well, it's not very good. You know, when we started, we were told it was going to be the, the raging bull of baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it was sort of, it could have been. Yeah. And then the studio, King Ralph, had been a big hit for John Goodman right before we started production on The Babe. Well, they wanted to, The Babe was going to be an R-rated movie. Um, you know, kind of the antithesis of the William Bendix version of The Babe, which had him drinking milk, you know. <laughs> um, well, then the studio was like, nope, we can't all, you got to cut all that stuff out. So it ended up being just this kind of, it's okay, you know, and it's kind of just the highlights of Babe's career, but it's not, that was the first movie where I was a part of where this is going to be awesome, and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. You, you never, you know, I learned, you never, ever know, and, you know, and then the, the flip to that, <clears throat> when I did Scream, which was called Scary Movie, when we first started, they changed the title right when we were wrapping production, the studio changed the title. I just didn't get it. When I read, everyone's <laughs> talking about the script, how great it was. And I'd worked with Wes Craven twice before. Well, I read Scary Movie. And I, well, it makes sense. Like, I, I, Kevin Williamson and I are the same age. So all of those movies that he was referencing or copying from, you know, I, I knew, okay, this is out of Black Christmas. Oh, this is kind of like when a stranger calls. He knows you're alone. So I knew those films. It wasn't until I saw it all cut together that I realized, like, oh, man, this is something special. Yeah. You know, yeah. now it's an all-time classic movie. Yeah, it is. So, so you never know. Uh, Don't so, know. So we're doing uh, this show's outer, outer Space show. So, of course, you were... Uh, wow, because we almost never talk about the theme of the show. Like, no. But somehow the past, like, three episodes, we've worked it in oh, miraculously. Like a, like a lot. Like a whole lot. I don't know why we have talked about the theme so much recently. And this one worked crazy. And you did... Uh, Mandalorian, and you did Book of Boba Fett uh-huh. as the bartender, which Tanti I, is his name. Tanti, yeah. uh, with Timothy, Ol- your buddy Timothy Oliphant, which is, probably has the best Western walk of all time. That guy, you're like, oh yeah, he's the sheriff, right? Like <laughs> every time he walks, man. What's it like working with him? And how was Star Wars? Well, three movies made me want to be in movies when I was a kid. Yeah. My right before I started high school, the summer before, and then the summer after, three movies came out that I went to see over and over again. And the first time I had the cognizant thought of, oh my God, I want to do that, you know, meaning that excitement of what was on the screen. And that was Star Wars in 1977. 
and then Animal House and uh, Halloween in 78. Oh, that's awesome. So then in the the mid-90s, because something about Mary and Scream were kind of that generation's version of those movies. And it was, you know, 20 years after the fact. Mm. So here we are 25 years removed from those movies, and, you know, they're classics. But I I used to joke, I said, all I got to do is get in Star Wars, and it's complete. And the way that came about, my agent called me, and Michael said, "Uh, what's your feeling on prosthetic gigs? I know you said you hate them. And I had guest starred on Angel, which was not a good experience. (laughs) And I said, nope, not doing it, forget it, Uh uh-uh. He said, well, they called with an offer. It's a TV thing. Uh, It's some Star Wars thing from Disney. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 hang on. Oh, this is a funny story. This will lead to a funny story of my wife. My wife works for Disney. And at that point, she was the head of internal comms for the streaming division. Wow. So I get the call. My my (laughs) my agent says, you know, it's a it's a TV thing. I'll tell them you're you're gonna pass. I said, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. Star Star Wars. Are you talking about Mandalorian? John Favreau's thing? He said, well, yeah, John Favreau's the producer. I said, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, Fav and I started as actors the same time in Chicago. We used to audition for the same beer and truck commercials. You know, there were a group of us that all have careers now but we were in chicago at the same time so i said yeah i want to do it because i'd heard about it it had not aired yet so i signed on and it was a nice paycheck and i can't get molded for the makeup they're super duper secretive i was gonna say how long did the makeup take because it's extensive on you well, in that sh- in that show well we got it down to an hour 20 to put on so pretty fast yeah that's not bad uh, but we molded to my face the problem was the cowl was pre-made and I mean, I've said this many times, and I'm not bragging, but I've been told by numerous wardrobe mistresses that I got the biggest one in Hollywood. <laughs> and when you got the biggest head in Hollywood, that's a big fucking head. So the cowl was, was miserable. But, uh, but anyway, the first day, we're on set. Now, Tatooine is not on the volume. It was built on a, uh, in a parking lot about a quarter of a mile from the studio where we Whoa. shot. Yep. Looks like a bunch of shipping crates stacked up, which it is. Inside of that is Tatooine. Whoa. So, cool. <laughs> um, I get there, and I get out of the van, I'm all in full made up, and my NDA was like 14 pages long. Non-disclosure agreement. Of course. The show had not aired yet. My first day of shooting is on Thursday. The show is going to premiere season one on Friday. Whoa. My, you only get the scenes you're in. You don't get the script. My scene said, I knew Oliphant was in it, and I knew and I know Pedro for years, and it said the child. So I think it's a kid. There's a, there's a kid. <laughs> yeah. So I get there, and I'm like Star Wars fanboy. Like, oh, my God, there's a Bantha. There's an actual working Bantha. <laughs> Touch the Bantha. And then I go, so we, we get inside. Well, Oliphant comes in. He's in wardrobe. And he walks up to the bar. If you know Deadwood, you'll get this joke. I know you know it. Yeah. And I said, you ought to pin that fucking badge on your chest. You just hypocrite enough to wear it, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> And Tim throws some line back out at me, and everybody starts laughing. And Favreau goes, oh, my God, I did not. I idolized David Milch, and I think that's his masterwork. He pointed to Tim, and he went, we hired you. And I said, uh, get Earl Brown to, to be the weak way. Holy shit, I've recreated Deadwood in space. I said, so can we throw some fucks and cocksuckers into the dialogue? <laughs> he said, yeah, I don't think George would sign off on that. Well, as he's saying this, the props guy comes in with a cart. And there's a baby Yoda. And I thought, oh, that's so cute. The props guy made himself a little baby Yoda for fun. <laughs> so John goes, all right, let's, uh, let's rehearse one. Let's everybody go to one. I'm still thinking, well, where's the fucking child? Because the, <laughs> the child enters with Pedro. What? 
So Tim and I have some dialogue, yada, yada. And then Pedro enters. Well, then a puppeteer has Grogu on a stick. There's a Grogu walking. Really? At the end. Yeah. So he walks in, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I get home that night. Now, even for the misery of the cow, the excitement of being there and doing that was extensive. So we get home at our dinner table, and I'm like 13 years old. Oh, my God. There's the baby Yoda. It's not Yoda because Yoda's his name, you know. But, yeah. but they're, they're a, 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 a type of, of, of being. And he's a baby. But he's 52 years old. But they aged him. <laughs> um, so so he's, he's small. And she's got this grin on her face. And I went, you, 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 you knew? <laughs> and she says, you're not the only person in this house who has an NDA, you know. <laughs> well, so, you can't even tell each other shit like no, that. You can't. Oh, wow. tell me. No. Of course not. I, and then all she not. could do, because she was on me, she goes, I know how you are, and I know how you are about Star Wars. Do not say anything on social media. Do not tell any of your friends. You ha- I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Except when I got the crew jacket for season two. I took a photo of myself. If you look closely, you can see there's a little Yoda and it just says season two. (laughs) I was just wearing a jacket out to lunch, right? (laughs) So, so yeah, the next day the show premieres and suddenly Grogu is everywhere. Everywhere. Like the hottest selling like toy. Yeah. But see, they had not made the toys. And they hadn't made the toys. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Wow. Because they didn't want the toy manufacturers to know the thing was, that's so crazy. But, But it mirrors, that's what John and Dave they're, because they're that age, the excitement of Star Wars. You couldn't, when they first came out, you didn't get the toys. Right. You got a certificate because Kenner, which was a tiny company, couldn't make them in time. And I, I was in high school and I wanted them. I so badly wanted the toys. I'm like, I'm in high school. Chicks yeah. <laughs> will not dig it. They will not be okay with this. And, but I would see kids out playing Star Wars, you know, with like wrapping tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would want to, would want to, but I'm like, I can't. Well, it's but, so funny that you say that because, like, you grew up with it, but then, like, when they re- released them, that was right when I was a kid, so I was also super into yeah. them, like, when I was, uh, what, they come out in, like, 2000? 96. Not yet. Oh, really? Was when that they, early? When they re-released the movies, I know, because we were Man's Chinese Theater for every one of them at midnight, first of Wow. That's how I know I'm married to a good woman. Yeah, so I, I was she went like, with me to Kiss concert, and she went with me to see Star Wars at midnight. I think I was only probably, one Kiss concert. She's <laughs> she's like I'm and done. She, she goes, I said my farewell in 2000, and I'm not going to any more of them. Yeah, we did because uh, I, I was probably eight, and yeah, my family was like, I guess my parents were both into it too, yeah. and they took us to the, how old's your dad? the movies. He's uh, 65. Yeah, yeah. So a little older than me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, I I love Star Wars. So much as growing up, so yeah, it was a big, it was a big deal for me too. How was it working with uh, Pedro Pascal? He's like crazy popular now. He seems yeah. so cool. Well, he and I did a pilot of the the um, graphic novel The Sixth Gun. We did that together about 11, 12 years ago, and I got to know him there. Just the nicest dude and he a wonderful like actor. Yeah. And no, I mean he was a nobody, you know, a New York theater guy back then. And then it was just everything kind of fell in place for him. Now, in a lot of the, and the reason this started, he had signed on to Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel. Mm. And Disney wanted him for Star Wars. They wanted him for Mando. Well, he couldn't start when they needed to start. So they said, well, we'll put somebody in the suit and you just do the voice. So in that first season, he's not in the suit much. Oh, really? Oh, they talk about it. I'm not telling any yeah, yeah, I, I just didn't know. I just no, they've talked know. about it in interviews. Huh. Um, 
Well, then everything just boom, 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 one after the other. So he was the one that pushed for that scene in season two to take off the helmet. Because oh. that changed the whole mythology. You never. Uh-huh. So then they go into whole season three because he's taken off the helmet. He's, you know, if you followed the Boba uh-huh. Fett and now this recent, recent one. But he fought for it because he goes, I want the audience to, to empathize with the human being under it. They have to see. Yeah. Well, so you I never was, did as a kid. You never even. I didn't think that that was a human in there. I didn't picture even that as a human. Yeah, that was, just, that was what it was. It was, was a thing, a, like a robot yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But, as you know, in the original Star Wars, I was talking about it with my wife about the whole situation with Mando. And she said, well, it never exactly hurt Darth Vader. <laughs> because James Earl Jones was the voice of right. Vader. And uh-huh. David Prowse was the in the suit. So, so yeah, Pedro, you know, with how many movies now? And The Last of Us exploded. And, Dude. So, and he's, he could not happen to a nicer guy. That's great. I love to hear that. He seems like he's really awesome. He seems yep. so nice and just like a sweetheart. So this is weird. I, I guess we should explain how we even know each other. Is uh, We were on the Outlaw Country Cruise together. And what, did you just happen onto our show, or were you just walking in, by and you uh, saw Josh, something crazy right? happening? Josh. Yeah. I was in the hot tub with Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Joshua Ray was in the tub. So there's this other couple there, and they're talking about where are you guys from. Where the, so they're talking about the band and whatnot. Well, Josh gets up to leave the hot tub. He's over the edge, and he's drying off. And I saw him, and the woman says, so you're from Los Angeles. What do you do out there in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm... I work in showbiz. I'm, I'm an actor, primarily. Anything I'd ever seen? <laughs> the most awkward I said, question well, ever. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever see Deadwood on HBO? And he pops up. <laughs> and he does the double take. He goes, holy shit, you're Dan Dory. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then he gets back, back in the hot tub. <laughs> I'm not pruned, I swear. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, and I think it was you. Yeah. He said, just like, the, the, there's a guy in my band, like, Deadwood fanatic. Yeah, I mean, it's my fa- it's probably my favorite show ever. Yeah, I, I, I love Deadwood very much. I've watched it probably four, four plus times. Yeah, all the way through. Did you catch all the musician cameos that were in it? I, I probably need to get re- go back and rewatch some of them, but some of them, yeah, I can't remember who they are, but I would be like, oh, they're, well, you know. Lemmy, Lemmy, Kilmister, oh, yes. Motorhead, uh-huh. with Pinkerton, with Scott Ian, same day they were there. Um, and then, um, um, Jerry Cantrell and mm. Rex Brown of Pantera, Alice yeah. James Pantera, they were in it early season three. And then uh, Dusty and Billy of ZZ Top were the Hawkeye's guns. Yeah, that came at yeah. the end. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, Dusty was the Deadwood fanatic. I had met, I had ordered my wife this pair of custom boots in LA and I stopped to pick them up at Boot Star on Sunset. And Javier, the owner, he had these stacks of rock and roll gearhead, the Gibbons book. I don't know, I've got to have their autograph. I'm like, these are signed. He goes, oh, Billy hangs out here. He lives just up the road. He buys a lot of boots from me and stuff. <laughs> and I said, what's that? I love it's one of my favorite bands ever. He said, well, they're kind of, you know, not doing anything at the moment. Billy's been doing TV things for fun. I said, well, you tell him, if he ever wants to come and, and play Cowboy Deadwood, give me a call. So months later, it was the Rolling Stones playing the Super Bowl. Because I'm a football nut. Uh-huh. And, like, Super Bowl's sacrosanct to me, you know. And um, so the Stones, right when the Stones finished, my phone rings. Unidentified caller. Hello. Yeah, my speaker, Earl, please. I said, yes, Earl. This is uh, Billy F. Gibbons. <laughs> Javier over at Bootstar gave me your number. I'm like, holy shh. Yeah. Hey, hey, Billy. <laughs> no hey. deal. So when you, when you, we chatting, and uh, he said, yeah, I'd love to come out and do that. Could I bring my bass player? 
<laughs> I, I like that show, but Dusty quotes it like it's the fucking Bible. <laughs> and I said, yeah, hell, man, bring Frank, too. He goes, nah, I got a Frank. <laughs> Drummers, man, that's what he says. <laughs> I don't think Frank likes the show. I mean, I got to know him pretty well. And God, the first four or five shows I'd go to, Frank would think I was Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I'm like Billy Bob's fatter, younger brother. I love that anytime you've told us a story tonight, like, you'll do the voice and it's spot on. Yeah, whoever, it's so wild. Whatever the story's yeah, he, about. He was doing Steve earlier and had all the mannerisms down and everything. It was like, oh my gosh, how good. Steve's like family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've known him. And, and uh, even he goes, I heard you do a pretty good Steve Earl. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, let's see it. I went, you want to talk about performance anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, yeah, how do you impress Steve Earl, right? <laughs> sure. Well, we've been going on for a while. Um, I think we should play some more space songs. Yeah. We, thank you for being on the show. Sure. And also... As a condition of you being on here, you requested a song. Would you like to throw it to your song, and we'll play yeah, your song yeah, right after yeah. coming out of here? He told me the theme, that it yeah. was outer space. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, perfect. Play Kiss, Rocket Ride. Although I don't really think Ace was singing about space exploration. <laughs> Close enough for us. Yeah, we don't care. That's, it's better that way anyway. Hey, people fucking space. Yeah, yeah. They must, right? I mean, <laughs> you know somebody's you, you trying. Would know. You would know. You were in Star Wars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Here's some kiss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we just heard the Vandals covering Queen, and uh, that reminded me of a story that uh, uh, I wanted to tell uh, on this one. Uh, I know it wasn't our list of topics or whatever that we talked about before, but the uh, that's my go-to karaoke jam uh, is the Queen version. Don't stop me now. It's not just mm, 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 by uh, <laughs> crash test dummies. Crash test dummies. <laughs> that was a one-time thing. That was a one-time thing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that one did pop up in my Facebook memories like two days ago, and I listened to the whole thing again and died laughing. Uh, I'll try to find that. Maybe one of the dumbest songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> one of those ones like, why would someone karaoke this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in that song? Isn't the song just called mm mm mm? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this was, uh, I want to say 2017, and uh, so broke that uh olivia and i had like moved in with my mom for like a few months <laughs> like, oh i remember yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and uh the i saw that billy bob's texas world's largest honky tonk uh was having a karaoke contest and the winning prize was like ten thousand dollars and i'm like all right karaoke that's not a serious thing everybody just goes in there and gets drunk and does their little silly song and dance and yeah. then uh if you're the most outrageous, maybe you can get the people to fucking clap for you or whatever, uh-huh. you know? So uh, I, I entered the thing, and you have to, like, send them a clip of you uh, doing karaoke or whatever. Luckily, several years before this, uh, I was at my friend's birthday party, and we were doing karaoke, and he videotaped me doing, like, an ABBA song and put it on his YouTube page to, like, torture me because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> 
And uh, I was like, oh, I remember that clip is out there. So I put that on his, you know, at the, at the submission. And then I uh, get an email back later. It's like, you have been selected as one of the finalists to, like, compete, like, live in this karaoke contest. Whoa. And so I'm like, hell yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and so I go up there on, like, a Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was. And it was going to be two consecutive weekends. Uh, two different like groups of contestants and then they were going to pick a winner from each and then like they were going to compete like a third week and that was going to be it was like a three-week tournament or something mm-hmm. so uh, i go up there and uh, i'm signing in my checkout sheet or whatever uh you have to fill out a form i don't know and uh the, so the lady that gave me the form was a friend of mine and uh there was a lady another contestant filling out their form and she gives me this look and she goes you don't know me. And I go, huh? And then she goes, hello, stranger, like, and gives me this form. And like, what is your name? And like, I'm like, all right. And I'm just like filling it out and I give it to her. And then uh, the other contestant leaves. She goes, okay, anyway, like, and then so she's like, I got you in here or whatever. <laughs> like, you didn't deserve to you be know, here. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be here, Corey. I'm sorry. You t- This isn't on merit. Yeah. <laughs> so Damn. no one can know. And I'm like, all right, uh, you know, wink, wink, whatever. So we go out there. Uh, it's you know the regular MIDI karaoke, but they have a live band on the stage, playing on top of the MIDI tracks. So it's like a lot going on. Yeah, that sounds awful. And then some fake like backup singers that are on the track, but none of the live guys are doing backup vocals. Of course. So, I we get the order of like when we're gonna compete, and I'm like, in the middle somewhere, and. Uh, so which gives me I look around I'm like I'm the only dude. It's oh, like really? twenty five women. Oh, you're already at a disadvantage, yeah. buddy. And then I look around, every single one of them is in like a ball gown. Full on like could go to a formal event ball gown. Really? Like fancy, like fancier prom dresses, like fancy Whoa. dresses. And they all go up there, get perfectly still like a statue stand with the best posture ever do that thing where you like uh if you're watching like a princess in a movie and they like lock their hands together in front of their chest kind of that move and then they'll just stand there not move a muscle and then belt out the most perfect in tune like celine dion songs or whatever these people wanted 10k and then what i found out later was this it's just like a karaoke contest circuit and these people all travel the country competing in these contests and a lot of i was like the only one or maybe it was a couple that lived in the area they were all from like out of state and shit and had driven to fucking fort worth to sting karaoke what (laughs) like like baby pageants yeah so like i already knew i i did not have this (laughs) so i'm over there like doing shots of fireball waiting my turn this is a part of the story I did not know. Oh, I, yeah. I don't remember this. I didn't know this part. <laughs> so I, am, I, I show up not in a ball gown, not in a tuxedo, nothing formal. I, in fact, I kind of put on a Freddie Mercury costume. I had on like a, a tight black like tank top. I had it tucked into skinny jeans with a big belt buckle. I had my like boots. I did like the full like Wembley Stadium like outfit, right? I go up there and uh, I was like, I obviously don't have it in the vocal department, so if I'm going to win this, 
I'm going to have to win it on like performance. (laughs) So I'm running back and forth on this stage. I'm grinding. I'm like pelvis thrusting like the guitar player goes into a guitar solo. Like I'm like down on his like dick and like grinding. Like he's like scared shitless looking down at me like who the fuck are you and like slowly backing away and like worried the shit out of this guy uh i'm just like running back and forth i mean i'm i've never like performed so hard in my life because yeah. i was like i needed the money <laughs> I, I am poor yeah please give me ten thousand dollars so at the end how it was how they judged it was like the audience would applaud, and they had this one of those like uh, applause meters where the hand were like, ooh, 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 mm, yeah, ooh, you a know? fake ass applause <laughs> yeah. meter, yeah. But it was like somehow set up to like this decibel meter, so it was like somehow real. Oh, okay. Because like anyway, so well, I go. Rangers games aren't real. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> so I go, and they're like, okay, what do you think, everyone? And there was like a handful of applause, and the meter didn't like go at all. For you? Yeah. Oh no. To the point they go, oh I. I think the I think the meter's broken. Let's uh let's recalibrate that and uh start it again or whatever. And they're like testing it, and as they're like tapping on it, it's moving. They're like, I think it's working. Okay, let's try this again. What does everybody think? And then they clap, and then it doesn't move again. I'm like, oh no, dude, you got oh Rex, yeah, you got roasted, man. Because I had seen everyone in front of me go. And it would like go, woo, 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 and it would go, you know, halfway or like depending on how good yeah. they It was working for me. It did not budge. And they're like, oh, I, yeah, I guess it's working. And you just weren't that good. Like, <laughs> I bet you were the best performance of the damn day, honestly. I bet your energy eclipsed all others' talent. <laughs> and then I get to band practice the next day or whatever. And Justin's like, you know, they were airing that live on the radio. And I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, jeez. When was the, 2017? Yeah. How do I, how did I miss that completely? I don't know, man. So uh, I still karaoke that song to this day. It's my jam. Can we find this video on the internet? Uh, it's out there somewhere. Dustin claims it is. We'll oh try to track God. that down. Yeah, we gotta fucking find that shit because I need to see it now. Holy All right. fuck! You want to play more space songs? No, or? I guess so. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's time to talk about an experience that I feel like every young man has had in their life. A little bit of the porn in the woods situation. And why is that such a universal experience? Because I remember the first time that subject came out in the van. Somebody's like, anyway, I found some porn in the woods when I was a kid. And then somebody goes, oh, yeah, me too. And then somebody goes, me too. And then it turned out everyone had found porn in the woods as a kid. Why the fuck did that happen? I don't know that I ever found porn in the woods. But I had did have a weird... Uh, oh, man. I can't say this in any way that doesn't sound perfect. Like, just, <laughs> just like, fucking super fucked up, man. <laughs> uh, when I was... When I was... This is not a porn in the woods story. It is a... Uh, I just have to tell the story. Anyway... When I was about 14 or 15, me and my buddy were looking for extra dough... And one of our next door neighbors needed her garage cleaned out. Okay. She said she would pay us $15 an hour to do it. That was really good for us. <laughs> so we start cleaning out the garage. Was it $15 each per hour or yeah, total? Yeah, each per hour. Oh, that's good money. Yeah, we were getting paid. 
and I don't remember this lady's name, anything. She does not live there anymore. Start cleaning out the garage, and uh, eventually we find some weed and some bongs. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, that's my ex-husband's. It's still sure, in here." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "She's like, if you need it, you can take it." I'm like, "I'm 15. What am I gonna do with this?" Like, and then after that, we find like box after box of porno in there and she's like oh it's my ex-husband's and she was just like oh take it if you want it and i was like yeah I'm, I'm, i mean i'll take one maybe i don't like i don't know where am i gonna hide this from my parents is that a crime to uh provide to porn be. to a child it has to be right <laughs> like it has to be some kind of weird misdemeanor crime right yeah like uh maybe like a uh I mean, she might have, uh, you know, committed mild child sexual assault. Like, I don't, I don't really know what that is. Uh, <laughs> Where did you end up hiding? Did you take it home? And I don't even remember. I think I was so weirded out by the situation that we didn't take any home because we didn't want to look like weird, perverted teenagers in front of this neighbor across the street and then what's she going to do? Tell our parents who also live on the same street? <laughs> or just anytime you saw her, it's like, she knew your dirty little secret. Yeah, like, she knew oh, what you're up to. Yeah, I took those home and jerked off to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not, I don't know. That was a weird, I think I, I think we ended up just leaving them in there along with the centuries old weed that we found. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was like, uh, I don't know, 10 or 11. I think I was 11 maybe. And I found a... Uh, this was not the box porn in the woods. That was a. I did find a box porn in the woods. This was a bo- This was a single magazine of porn that we found uh, in an alley. Well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, that yeah. sounds more reasonable. Yeah. Uh, but I took that home, and then in my closet I had like a toolbox where I had like legit like I don't know a hammer and uh, screwdrivers and shit like that in there, and then uh, I put it in the bottom of my toolbox, and I also had like you know a pack of cigarettes and like. Whatever else uh, contraband I was supposed to have. And then, I'd, like, somehow this toolbox locked. So I was, like, confident that, like, uh, my, my porn and cigarettes were uh, safe in my closet as an 11-year-old. <laughs> my porn and cigarette stash. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so, so this is um, not also not a porn in... The woods story, but I think it, this segment's titled wrong. If we're titling it "Porn in the Woods" and we just don't tell any porn, well, in the you woods. Also, okay. we'll tell you <laughs> no, "Porn okay. in the Woods" story. No, tell me yours. Tell me yours. <laughs> well, we were together for this one, which also sounds weird, and uh, but we're, there's always this QT we stop at. We just oh. talked about this in the very did, most did recent we? show. Did yes. we? Did we? Yes. Never mind. Then I won't tell it. <laughs> we found the, the porn in the bathroom, and then yeah, uh, your, the bathroom, and then your voice twin was in there. Oh yeah. Okay, you're right. All right. Well, tell your porn in the woods story. <laughs> well, that's the the whole story. Was there was a box of porn in the woods behind our house, and then I thought it was just like I was a lucky kid that found a box of porn in the woods. I didn't know that every kid found porn in the woods, and it's a universal experience. Apparently, is the thing like someone has to get rid of their porn, but they feel like they could do good. By putting in the woods and someone else finds it so they don't just recycle it. Yeah. I'm confused what the th- logic is yeah. behind this. Uh, I heard some uh, good explanations for it recently, but uh, 
because when I, I asked this, uh, you know, actually, uh, our buddy Tweak posted this the other day, uh, something about him finding woods and porn wood, what, woods in the woods in the porn porn in the woods. You got it. There it is. And I was like, well, shit. It's not just a thing that happened regionally either. It happened in other parts of the world, you know. Fucking weird, man. <laughs> and I post, you know, I retweeted or said like, "Me too," or whatever. And then a bunch of other people were like, "Me too," all over the country, like universal experience. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but uh, what's weirder, finding porn in the woods or five hundred pounds of cooked noodles? <laughs> <laughs> that was a weirder story for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because that's happened like once. once Porn in the yeah. woods, every kid it happens to, so no one talks about it. It's just universal. Uh, I think what uh, one thing that maybe is what's going on is uh, either somebody getting rid of their porn or a kid finds uh, a stash of porn, but they're like, they're like, I can't keep these at home. Maybe they didn't have a locking toolbox, so they had to like drag it out in the woods so they could enjoy it sometimes. And they found their dad's stash, yeah. and they're like... <laughs> Maybe dad came home too soon because they, so they couldn't put it back, so they had to hide it, and then they had to take it. Yeah, yeah. some like wild shenanigans that yeah. a twelve year old is pulling, or like maybe another twelve year old was cleaning his uh, neighbor's uh, garage, and she gave him a box of porn, and like you said, I can't take a box of porn home. Where are you going to take it? What are you Not do to the that? dumpster, to the woods, so it I can periodically enjoy it. It didn't fit on your phone back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I wonder if it still happens because, uh, like I said, yeah, all the porn in the entire universe is just in our pockets at all times. Where do you even get porn that's not on the internet anymore? Every gas station in Europe. That's fucking true. <laughs> that is 100% true and super weird. Uh, yeah, it's not like you can go to Barnes & Noble and pick up your local uh, issue of jugs, yeah. you know? It's like they don't even do Playboy anymore and uh, on Real Magazine. And then even the last few years of that, I feel like it didn't even have boobs in it. It was just articles. Yeah, well, I thought, they, I thought they decided to take the boobs out. And they were like, oh, huge mistake, and put boobs back in. Yeah, I think in. they put them back in for a second, and then like it didn't last much longer. Well, I'm, I gotta, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't think I ever found porn in the woods. Have you found uh, porn anywhere else? Uh, my dad's nightstand. <laughs> 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 that reminds me of that bit uh, we listened to uh, Dusty Slay uh, stand up special the other day which I'm excited that we're about to play a festival in uh, Oregon that he's opening up for us uh, same stage so I'm really excited but he's yeah. uh, he said uh, he found a, a porn DVD or VHS in his dad's uh, thing and watched it he said uh, the worst part of that was uh, having to like remember what spot to rewind it in to put it back in his dad's collection and then he said what was even worse than that was like knowing what spot your dad got off on. <laughs> oh god. Oh. I feel like I found a VHS uh couple of VHSs too and the, you know what the worst part about that is traction control man or the you know, the, the yeah. tracking the tra- you'd have to sit there. Oh the boobs look all they look all fuzzy. What's <laughs> you got to work the the tracking or whatever it was <laughs> on the VHS tape. Oh my god, what a and they were always labeled as something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Travis's birthday. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's an experience you probably did have. I think this one was even more uh, universal than the porn in the woods. Um, is the channel that wasn't a channel, you know? Yeah. Like uh, the channel where like the, the good channels would go if you paid for them, but you don't. But they weren't just black. There would be like some scrambled shit and yeah. you just like... 
as a kid, just like turn it on there, like being hopeful. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'd like glitch for like less than half a second, and you'd be like, I think I saw a butt. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, 12 and 13 for me, uh, you know, 11, 12, whatever. Uh, dude, the old Girls Gone Wild late night uh, infomercials, man. Yeah. That was, I lived for them. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just stand as late as you can. Hope it comes on. <laughs> just that big black censored box got you on. Like, that's all you need to see. That's all I needed. I was 11. It was enough. <laughs> I don't need to see Nip. Just like the idea that it could, it could be there. <laughs> it could be a thing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what a fucking disaster. What an embarrassing time in people's I don't life. know how kids do it these days. I mean, like, they have it so easy that they just like, it's just there all the time. Yeah. On them in their pocket at all times. Like, we had to go through struggles. Like, uh, we had dial-up internet. You yeah, couldn't yeah. just, like... And you just sit there and you'd watch it, like, refresh down the page. It would take, uh, you know, half an hour for, yeah. like, one boob to load. Like, hope parents don't come home. I just got out of school. I know they'll be home soon. Like, I just thought you like... Fuck, I don't like this, you know. Yeah, this isn't even what I meant to click. Fuck, I've been waiting 30 minutes for this nipple to load or whatever. 100% happened. Oh, man, yeah. We didn't have internet until I was like 14, so. Yeah, uh, prime time. Yeah, it was it was prime time, bro. See, I don't think I got internet till yeah, 12, 13, something mm-hmm. in there as well. Yeah. So right in that time, and then you're like, Oh, fuck, it took me an hour to download this one JPEG, that low res. Uh-huh. They're like, I don't want to just like look at it for a second and close it. So I'm going to save it on a floppy disk and then just call it like science homework or something. Print it. Yeah. Print it out. Oh, definitely did that one time on yep. the fucking printer paper that was, you know, running out of ink and it's like, it only has the black left in it. No color anymore. Yeah, and then somehow, like, my mom found that, and I got in trouble. Of course. What have you been using the computer for? You're going to give us viruses? (laughs) Somebody else gave that to me. I was uh, holding it for a friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) What's a boob? Yeah. Kids uh, today will never know our struggle. They just like, uh-huh. uh, it's on their phone. It's a beep, beep, beep. There it is. Yeah. Uh, much grosser stuff than what we were looking at. Oh, my God. Which, uh, as that was coming out of my mouth, I was just like, heard my dad go like, oh, the weed we had was uh, nothing compared <laughs> to the weed you kids have. <laughs> we weren't doing real weed. It was like just grass. It was literally grass. <laughs> Sometimes it was oregano. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, have you talked about uh, enough porn to... Yeah, I'm feeling a little weird about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's play some more space songs. Come back. Maybe we'll do one more, like, lighthearted segment that's, like, not so soul... Uh... Yeah, crushing-ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we're not all bad people. We don't only yeah. stay in jizz-filled hotels, <laughs> eat uh, rotten food, <laughs> shit our pants, and then uh, load porn. Oh God! Can we, let's. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our time is running low on this episode of Americana. But before we play a few more space theme songs, we just wanted to remind you guys we've uh, been out on tour for. Uh, a week of this run so far. We got three more weeks to go. You can find all our dates at vandaliers.com slash shows. 
Uh, we're going to be in Mexico next week. We're going to, we got an LA show coming up. We're going up the West Coast, Seattle, Portland, uh, Bend, Oregon. Kind of up. Boise, we're doing kind of everywhere on in the mountain states, yeah. except for Colorado. I feel like we're kind of missing Colorado this time. Yeah. yeah. Then we go home for a few weeks, and then we're out for seven weeks, and we kind of hit 30 different states. I mean, yeah. we are out. So check out all those dates, bandlers.com slash shows. Um, if there's something that you've heard in this show that you want to comment on, uh, we mentioned earlier the best place to do that is our Facebook fan group, Troublemakers VFFV in groups on Facebook. Uh, look for threads that I'll post in there about the show. Uh, but it's also a good way to interact with other people that follow the band and stuff. And uh, a lot of people will meet each other through there, become friends, go to shows together. It's been really cool seeing like friendships develop that way. I feel like an asshole that I'm not on Facebook and I don't look at any of the, or I mean, I am on Facebook, but I just don't use it. I need yeah. to get on there soon. I pretty much hate Facebook, but I only stay on there these days pretty much just for the fan group because it's like the one saving quality. And other than the, the fucking uh, uh, memories because it's usually stuff I was so drunk I forgot. I'm like, oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> oh no, I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, uh, in Mexico... Uh, we are doing a live version of this podcast in front of people. I still don't know what's going to go down. I, I still don't, don't know, know how it's going to be. Doing. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. But I did tell a guy in the Facebook group the other day, I'm going to tell this story that uh, popped up in my memories the other day from 12 years ago. Uh, happened, I think, funny enough, I think it might have happened on that same tour uh, as the one where uh, Terry took the picture. But if not... I was like, who the fuck is Terry? <laughs> <laughs> Where he climbed in the hotel room, uh, uh, took yeah, the, yeah. the picture of, on their own camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't on that same run, then it was... I mean, I'm, I'm 90% sure it's that same run. Uh, it's the grossest thing I've ever done, probably. And uh, that's why I want to tell it in front of a live audience to just to see the reactions. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, and uh, to get teased it a little more, I will tell you the title of this story. That's a story that I've told so many times. It's got a title. Yeah. And it's called The Lucky Pancake. I love it. I feel like I need to find, think of a story to tell, but almost all my stories involve you. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pick the dumbest, grossest shit one of us has done. Yeah. And- uh-huh. So I feel like we'll try to amp it up uh, on the next episode, and uh, I mean, this episode was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it has been wild. I feel like we've talked about things maybe we shouldn't have talked about, and maybe we should have talked about. I hope hope Earl doesn't get offended if he listens to the show, you know. He probably won't, but that's fine. <laughs> also, how cool is that? I uh, I'm, I'm still can't believe that happened and he was on the show. Yeah, fucking wild. And uh, I think, yeah, we're going to have a couple more coming up soon. I also feel really fancy right now, because... Corey just whipped out a pack of uh, green olives stuffed with blue cheese, and we're just eating that with red wine. How fancy. I feel so fancy in this hotel. I know, in our fancy hotel room that has uh, an air conditioning that actually works. It works. still don't know if the TV works, though, yet. we got to figure that we, out. We've been sure. so blessed by our surroundings, we haven't even turned the TV on. Yeah. That's crazy for us. Yeah, but it's like there's somebody up there looking out <laughs> for us. <laughs> <laughs> Other ways to get in touch with us, uh, we're at Vandaliers on every social media, and you can also email us at uh, forever at Vandaliers.com. And, uh, I, I know we're kind of winding down. but like, not totally. Yeah, I'm, just, not, I'm yeah. just telling the stuff we like to yeah. tell at the end, you know? 
What's been your favorite show so far on this run? Oh, you know what? I was a big fan of the Pappy and Harriet show just yeah. because uh, uh, such a cool environment out there. Yeah, yeah. It's an old movie set, you know, and uh, it's got such a cool vibe. Like Paul McCartney played a show to like uh, 300 people there or something, you know, crazy. Yeah. And people came from all over in our shirts and that knew the words to the yeah. stuff and were just going apeshit and like some people flew in from the UK. Yeah. There was a bachelorette party. There was some guy's birthday party. Uh, it was another couple's anniversary. It was oh Bill it was Bill Whitehead's <laughs> and his wife's anniversary. He saw he's already seen us two times on this run. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. I yeah. think yeah that or uh honestly like there was things about the Lizard Lounge that really sucked, but the crowd was fucking amazing there. Yeah. It was wild. Arizona treats us very well. Um, yeah. Which we haven't headlined a show here in a long time, and I I want to try to do that next year because I think we could do a fire show here. I mean, that yeah, that Prescott Arizona show is probably the first show we've headlined here in years yeah i mean we've always been open for Probably a year and a half since we yeah. did uh the the chicken place on the way to mexico last year oh fuck dirty drummer yeah oh old, old dd yeah but we, yeah. you know even then we had a pretty big crowd yeah, even though they, you know they didn't uh they didn't uh count anybody coming in or make anyone pay cover and even though it was a door deal but uh, other than that you know we we drew yeah like maybe not a bar that should be shut down but a bar that shouldn't have music <laughs> maybe because <laughs> they are terrible at their jobs when it comes to music <laughs> oh good. my god uh i want to think of a list we were kicking this around in the last break and we just couldn't come up with enough to uh go forward with a, a, a good enough segment that was airworthy enough i want to talk about bars that we've been in that like just should be shut down by now. Yeah, I feel like there's, like, a ton of them, right? Oh, yeah. But we're in bars so often, I can't... We were having trouble remembering what bars we've been to in the last four days. Yeah. Because they don't mean anything to us unless they're, like, exceptionally fucking cool. Yeah. And even those, sometimes, they just get lost. Like, we went to a great bar tonight. Uh, What the fuck was it called? So, sun Sundowner. The Sundowner yeah. in Sedona. And we just went and had a cheap dinner. I mean, that was a fucking great bar. And I will recommend that to people when they come through Sedona if they like shithole bars. But that's the only kind of bar I remember. I feel like the ones that are terrible, I uh, I kind of nix them from my mind somehow. Yeah, I think where I was going with it is like the ones where they're just like completely doing, like, illegal things or just looking the other way as far as, like, uh, the laws about, like, you know, cleanliness or what you can and can't do or, like... I mean, so brass ass. I mean, that would be kind of one, maybe. Yeah, okay. But I feel like we've done some... uh, I mean, we were in uh, Commerce, Texas. There was a bar that was, like, made of plywood and shit. Like, (laughs) what's that thing, man? Man... The rail, <laughs> the rail, and it has the worst name. I have been drunk there way too many times. Uh, the, the one of my favorite times is this guy, Eight Ball Aiken, who I guess is famous in Australia, was playing a show there. And I just like walked in one night and uh, was waiting to see him play because I was like, whatever, I'll see this fucking guy. Like, I don't care about his music at all. And he walks in with this huge smile on his face, immediately see the bar, and just 
immediately his face died. Like it was just like the saddest fucking shit I've ever fucking seen. Where you're just, where you're just embarrassed for the dude. Yeah. He was so sad that he now had had seen this place he was playing. I'm here from Australia. Oh no. no. <laughs> the uh, we went in there. Rachel says, uh, "Can I get a a whiskey sour to the bartender?" And she's like, uh, "Margarita." Oh, no, no, she says whiskey sour. Oh, okay. And uh, the bartender's like, I, oh, I, sure. Goes over, like, looking super confused. Took a very long time. We look over. She's Googling whiskey sour on an iPad. After lots of Googling, comes back over, and she goes, I don't think we have those ingredients. And I say, Rachel, watch this. Can I get a margarita? She pulls out some sour mix. <laughs> And I was like, so they do have the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whiskey sour is two things. <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah, it's in the, Both things are in the name. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut it down. Man, I used to spend so much time at that place, and what a piece of crap. If you ever are in Commerce, Texas, which you shouldn't be, uh, I mean, I guess go there if you're not worried about Getting beat up by a redneck, like, I don't know, man. It's a weird, weird spot. Weird spot. That and then the other bar in town is the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it is called the spot. Yeah. Oh, also should be shut down because you know what they let this man do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just keep a whole keg of beer in the fucking beer fridge for like a week for my birthday party just so I could transport it to somewhere else because I didn't have a fridge to give it in. Like, just don't tell anyone. Just don't. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody that you got illegal beer in your fridge that I brought from a bought from a place that just sells kegs to <laughs> individuals. Were you at least 21 at this time? Uh, Probably just barely. Yeah, probably <laughs> just barely. I mean, we did illegal shit in that bar all the time. I guess it wasn't illegal. Shut it down. They would shut, they would close the bar, but then they would just let us all drink for free in there. And I guess if you're letting people drink for free, it's technically not like illegal. private club kind of. Yeah, like it's technically not illegal if you're giving away the booze. Yeah. Right? But pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty weird. Just sitting there in the dark so nobody knew we were in there and just fucking pound drinks. When we were in there the other day, they still had pictures of all me and my old roommates on the wall from like... 15? 15 fucking years ago. Oh. Fucking weird, man. <laughs> man, I don't know how to top that, but I'm going to spend the next uh, few weeks thinking of more bars that should be shut down. If you've got a bar in your hometown that should be shut down, send us a note. We're, maybe we'll tell some of you guys' stories. There's definitely a couple in Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, there's a couple in Arlington. And uh, probably a ass load in Dallas and Fort Worth. For sure. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I've got a couple probably. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, save up some good ones. Yeah, yeah we'll save So up. you have something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm looking forward to uh, doing a live show in Mexico. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of you guys out on tour. Mm. <laughs> That's the funny thing we were talking about. Every show that we've done on this run... Somebody, uh, a listener from the podcast, has been around to uh, say hi, give us a high five, talk about, uh, you know, bring up some stuff from past episodes or, like, ask questions. And that's been, like, the coolest shit. Yeah, it's really great. People are, like, finding new music and, like, just enjoying listening to us talk about stupid shit. And uh, it's funny because we will tell you, 
you know, we can't say something on on here, so come ask us in person. Well, a couple of people and, have. And it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened a couple of times. And I'm like, oh, shit, I really didn't expect that to be a thing. So, uh, yeah, really, really awesome. I love talking to everybody about the show. And uh, it, it's nice having fans that are listening to the music and listening to the show and yeah. found some people find us through the show and the band through the show, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's been really great. Yeah. Right? And everybody that listens to our show is super nice. I love it. Yeah. It's great. So looking forward to seeing more of you out on the road. And I'm also looking forward to listening to more songs about outer space. How about you? Absolutely, man. I love space. Space is super gay. 